B-Pod Studios. Video games. Yes, you can! Comic books. Nothing is impossible. Sci-fi. Just anime. Do it! If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. What are you waiting for? This is Nerd Radio. Make your dreams come true! Welcome again to a uh, special version of Nerd Radio. This week's Nerd Radio coming from everyone's house. Yes, wow, special three indeed. Three places at once. Oh my God! <laughs> three places at once. <laughs> That's right. We're uh, we're we're streaming from multiple locations. It is Chuck B. Yeah. Joined this week by my normal co-hosts, uh, Mr. Al Beck. That's me. And James. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say, hey James? Um, <laughs> Oh, there it is. Yeah, you got your your drop or Yeah. So uh, yeah, make sure uh, this, uh, this James is in charge of the drops on this episode. Now it's it's all James droppings today. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to see if uh, droppings. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's very similar to a Tyrannosaurus Rex dropping, not as large, but just yeah. as smelly. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Gene from Bob's Burgers right now with my little keyboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to be playing us a, a vomit song at any moment. Yeah? Dude, I'm, I'm literally, like, excuse me, no joke. I'm trying to learn songs that I can play on this keyboard. <laughs> what have you learned so far? I was trying to do like a, uh, so, so I can record it, so I can put it on TikTok or something. Um, so I was trying to learn part of like Let It Snow or Let It Go or whatever oh, that song yeah, is. Yeah, 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 Frozen song. Frozen? Yeah. yeah. Then I'm like, as I'm listening to it in the tune of Fart, I'm like, this doesn't sound anything like the song. Okay, I gotta find <laughs> another song that translates into the tune of Fart. It's a very difficult challenge. Yeah, I love Let It Go, though, in Farts. That's hilarious. Yeah, there there is an irony. I thought it would be funny, too. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're if you're a regular podcast listener, and if you're just finding us, thank you for uh, coming by. Whether it's on wrf.com. God, you must be bored if you are just finding us. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of content, Al. Everybody's got a content. <laughs> Nobody has any content to watch. <laughs> eliminated the countries. Actually, that's something we could probably talk about a little bit later. I'll send you a link to a story, Chuck. Okay. Um, about something Japan's doing. To gamers, it is very, very juvenile. Like mom and dad's grounding you, but it's in the actual federal government of the country. Oh my oh, god! No. All right, yeah, we'll look forward to uh, to telling you guys about that. Uh, we're part of the B Pod Studios Network. We're on wraf.com. We're also in Boston. Give me a to- give it to me, Al. Yeah, rock ninety two nine rocks dot com. Right, and uh, typically we are in the Checkpoint XP studio. As I said earlier, we are not there. This week, but you can still find videos of when we were there a few weeks ago over at their stream. <laughs> hey, that's over at uh, twitch.tv slash checkpoint XP. Right. And James, uh, you started in with uh, the Checkpoint guys. You're part of their syndicated radio show now. That's right. Yeah. I joined up with uh, with Robbie Landis and Weird Beard. Right. They do a, a weekly sports gaming themed uh, program. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's two hours of fresh content every week. And if uh, you're not in the local area where it's broadcasted on an actual radio station, you can download the podcast over at CheckpointXP.com. Uh, or you can just find out where you can actually hear the show um, through an actual radio. It's like a free device that you can listen to music and people talk and stuff. You don't have to go download things. You just tune these numbers to certain numbers that have a nice clear signal and you can hear people talk and speak. It's very old school. 
I really thought I was the history guy here at Nerd Radio. What the hell? <laughs> James, James is teaching class right now. Yeah, well, we're all, we have a we're lot all of uh, on, we're all taking on new jobs these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we're pulling triple double duties, all that kind of stuff. But I'm assuming, I, mean, I guess, I'm assuming a lot of our audience is is just like a the millennial, you know, Generation Z or whatever it is. So they're like, I just listen to podcasts, podcasts, and uh, Spotify and uh, Panera. Panera Radio, or actually Pandora. Sorry, I'm smoking weed. <laughs> you listen um, to Panera Bread. Pandora Radio. Yeah, you know, so, I'm trying to let them know. I love listening to us. A- oh no! Oh no! Did we lose Al? I don't know. He, he dropped out. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't a good joke anyway. It was a sandwich joke because of Pan- Panera. So I'm uh, I'm I'm counting on you, James. Uh, since you're doing the show with Robbie and Weird Bitch, you're my spy. You got to let me know. Uh, when I do finally play Robbie in Super Smash Brothers, what to expect? You also gotta let me know where his weak point weak points are as a person. He's a little rusty. He was saying he's gonna have to get back into it and play uh, play it a, a little while before you guys actually do the challenge. Excellent. But be ready. Anytime you go up against Robbie Landis from Checkpoint XP in any kind of a competition, he requires a stipulation. He does. Yeah. Example: um, We have a contest coming up like a, a gaming themed catchphrase in this week's uh, episode. And the losing team is going to have to take a diva selfie. And diva is a character from overwatch. So whoever loses the two players on each team is going to have to take a selfie d- with their makeup done up as diva from overwatch. So he's always got to have some sort of stipulation for the losers. Man, I, I would lose that contest on purpose. <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, if I end up losing, you might hear from me. I'm going to need some tips on how to look more diva like. Okay. As everyone listening knows, we are living in uh, the strangest of times, the most boring apocalypse ever, as we all sit. <laughs> as, the as apocalypse all, look way better. Yeah, as we all sit at home and uh, binge watch Tiger King on Netflix and find out what that's all about. Yeah, have either of you guys checked this show out? Yes, I've watched uh, two episodes, and I think I'm checking out. Um I think because we've covered the story a little bit on Dave and Chuck the Freak, I kind of know where it's all going, where it's heading. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it's more of a, like a, a seven-part documentary on animal abuse and crazy. Mm. And it, it bums me out. Like some of the stuff that they, they get into in there, some of the stuff that some of these guys are involved in that do these exotic tiger uh, training and breeding and things have some like really darkness like hidden inside them. Sure. And one, one of the guys that's mentioned in here – has like a harem of women. He gets like these young women to come uh, and live on his compound to help train these tigers and bang him and then marry him. And then you find out there's rumors that like once a tiger gets to be a certain age, they have no use for it. They can't make any money off of it. It's essentially a $10,000 a month bill or $10,000 a year bill to feed this thing. And he has a kind of unsavory way that he might dispose of these tigers. And so once I started hearing that stuff, I was like, I just, I don't, there's enough depressing stuff going on in the world. I don't want to think about the poor tigers, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting because it starts off with just, just crazy. And, and I, I didn't realize that there was a hole in my, uh, in my heart for uh, redneck Oklahoma zoo keepers. <laughs> Jesus. But you, you end up falling into it's like all the Florida man stories. You, you end up falling into this, and you, the next thing you know, me and Amy watched it over like a twenty four hour period with all seven episodes. 
I started it. I I just couldn't be less interested in these people. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I and I do agree with James that it's, it, it really they're just abusing animals. But uh, and all of them are, even the ones that are like we're doing this to save the tigers. Well, you're doing it for your own personal gain too. Right. But I watched the first episode intently. And I think I got to the second one, and then there were some more that just played in the background. I had a bunch of stuff to do yet. It's um, I've, I'm, I can't recommend it, but I'm sure you've heard of it if you've been on the internet for any length of time in the last two weeks, because it is inescapable, and it is it's definitely the kind of thing that I don't think very many of us would be watching if we had anything better to do. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. And I, Chuck, uh, I know Al might have heard about this, but did you see the interaction between uh, Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 involving the Tiger King? I did not. You need to go check out Tom DeLonge's uh, Instagram. He posted a picture uh, of, like, three of the guys from Tiger King. So, you know, Joe Exotic and two of his husbands. And they're posing shirtless very provocatively. And he's like, I miss the old Blink-182. And then... (laughs) Tom and Mark got into a little debate as to who would be uh, Joe Exotic. Uh, it was actually, it's pretty funny. So it's definitely something worth checking out, especially if you, uh, you're an old school Blink-182 fan. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something I will look forward to. Also, um, on you know, while we're talking about streaming services, Al, I think you will be very pleased to know that while I haven't watched any more of Star Trek Picard, I did sit down and watch uh, Star Trek Insurrection, the oh. movie. Oh, okay. yeah. That was it's on a- there. It's a good prime directive movie. Yeah, absolutely. And it's neat to see uh, Tom Hardy playing a young clone of Captain Picard. That's Nemesis. Is that Nemesis? Okay, the Nemesis. Yeah. Sorry, Insurrection is the one they didn't have on the server. Damn you. you. How embarrassing. (laughs) Chuck, you're embarrassing the podcast right now, Chuck. You know, maybe if they just got the wrong. You got the wrong. What? Star Trek. What? Movie. (laughs) Maybe they just numbered their goddamn Star Trek movies instead of giving them subtitles. I'd know which one I watched. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, oh, no, I've got your back. I... Whatever is in Nemesis. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would think that you would know the Tom Hardy movie if you knew any of the Star Trek movies there, James. Hardy was involved in Star Trek. That actually blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, but now knowing it's Nemesis, I know exactly what I'm going to watch this weekend. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so Star Trek Nemesis was uh, was a kind of weird Star Trek movie, but very fun. Uh, but I know, Al, you were super pumped. Have you finished uh, Picard? I have finished Picard. It's All in all, I enjoyed it. It was very slow, which I guess they kind of warned us about. Um, I mean, kind of different style of storytelling or different than uh we're used to from star trek anyway but i'll tell you the last episode i loved it oh my god it was action it was adventure well that's that's excellent um for everybody else that uh if you don't have a streaming service but you're looking for some entertainment um hasbro has put full episodes of gi joe on youtube yeah the uh the very cool First, uh, I think it's like the first 15 episodes or something like that, which were all uh, five-part series, are all streaming for free right now on YouTube, which is is uh, definitely a nostalgia hit for myself. I remember watching those as a kid on, uh, on syndicated uh, Monday through Fridays at like 3.30 in the afternoon here in Detroit. Cool. You, you pop that stuff on. Yeah, so it's it's really cool to, to kind of 
jump in your throwback machine and watch this. It, it didn't occur to me too, like it seemed like such a regular thing that these G.I. Joe or Transformers would do these like five-part miniseries, but that was kind of revolutionary for the time because most cartoons were just one episode, 30 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, so, episodes are typically like, uh, what, the 22 minutes, you know, you have a problem, you get it resolved, everybody goes home happy. You know, the bad guys right. lose, the good guys win. See you next week. Yeah, so it's a, it's 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 fun, it's interesting, it's a good time. I, uh, I I recommend it even if even if you didn't watch '80s cartoons, it's very very cool. And uh, before we take a little break here, while we're talking about '80s cartoons, another streaming service that you can get on your phone that just started up is called uh, Retro Crush. It's a free anime streaming service with um, with ads, and it has a whole bunch of anime from the uh, '80s and '90s on it. Stuff that oh, what kind of stuff they got? I want to hear some titles. I oh, thought what? he was going to go with the uh, free hentai porn there, James. I thought that's yeah, what he was going to drop on us. <laughs> no, that's other podcast. Covered. That's his other podcast. That's his X-rated <laughs> podcast that he has to tell us about. After right. Dark with Chuck Bean. Yeah. Uh, stuff, stuff like Gogo 13 is on there. Uh, Yusuri Yatsura, which is a cute little anime girl in a tiger bikini. Uh, See, he is talking about the hentai story. <laughs> Yeah, Tiger Bikini, we got you. We got you, Chuck. <laughs> Space Adventure Cobra. Look, I ain't talking about X-Men ever again, so. <laughs> well, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to reveal to you that Nightcrawler's a creep, okay? No, he's he's a good dude, and and I, I refuse to believe that, no matter no matter how much you want to. You have to tell yourself to believe your favorite X-Men is still a good guy. You just go out right on ahead all, and saying it. We all grew up a little bit that day. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so if you want to, I, I downloaded it on my phone. I watched a couple of things that I hadn't seen in probably 20 years, which is cool. They've got some of it subtitled, they've got some of it dubbed. So no matter how you like your uh, classic anime, definitely download it and give it a try. Check it out. It's like that Pluto.tv thing that we talked to Nate Bender about a couple of Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like, hey, there's all this cool stuff on here, and sometimes you got to watch an ad, but otherwise you don't have to pay nothing, and that's fun. That's cool. Like, I want to know, where can you find old shows like Eon Flux and, like, anime that was out, like, back then that you'd find on MTV? Like, I, like that's what I want to go back and find and watch. And I remember it would weird me out as a child, and I'm like, this stuff's so weird. And then you never really understood what it was. But now that I'm an, an adult, I want to go back and, like, rewatch it. I've got some great news for you, James. MTV's YouTube page has all that liquid television stuff. Are you kidding me? Yep. That's amazing. You can watch full episodes. It's been there for, I don't know, about a year or something like that, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure you hadn't heard about it, but I'm so happy to uh, inform you. That's awesome. Yeah, Liquid Television, I forgot all about that entire show, because that was just like a, it had a bunch of different, like, shows. Yeah, that, well, that was, where, that was where Eon Flux started. Like a, like a like a twisted animation festival. I don't know if it still tours anymore, but it used to be like a twisted animation festival. But it would just be a like a weekly show. Yep, that's cool. I have to go back and watch that. I didn't realize uh, Liquid TV was on their yeah. YouTube channel. Look at that MTV. Good YouTube, you. uh, YouTube, YouTube coming in in a, in the pinch because that's also where you can check out uh, Vice's Dark Side of the Ring, which we talked about in the previous episode, the last episode of uh, Nerd Radio. That's the uh, the documentary that they're doing on some of the tragedies that have happened in the ring. Like this season, the first two episodes were about Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's uh it's very interesting to, to, to watch, you know, it's very interesting to look up, you know, what they've covered. You know, they did last season, they did the Montreal Screwjob between Bret Hart and uh, Shawn Michaels. And- oh, they gave you some details on that. Yeah. Dude, that to me is like one of the most fascinating stories in WWE. It's crazy that they pulled that off. 
it, part of the reason it's so fascinating is because nobody has the same version of that story. It's a little bit like uh, it's a little bit like Tiger King. It's a bunch of like carnival people that are all trying to work you. And it's a he said, she said, whatever. F that guy. He doesn't know what they're talking about. That's not true. Like it's it's wild. And yeah. you know, like the, the only story that I know of is the original one that I heard. Like Brad Hitman Hart had no idea it was happening. And then there's people that are saying he did know it was happening. And mm-hmm. the only people that will know the truth, Vince McMahon. Yeah, I didn't know that story had so much depth to it. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a fascinating piece of uh, modern wrestling history. Yeah, like I'm aware of it. I know that it happened, but I didn't I didn't know there was so much he said she said and so many conflicting stories about that. That's interesting. Yeah, I know Shawn Michaels specifically for the longest time said he had no idea what was going on, and then I think like ten years ago was like, yeah, of course I knew what was going on. Huh. And that's that's really what the it's it's cool because it's put out by Vice TV. So like when WWE puts out their documentaries, it's very fun. But it's also you know the the winners writing history, if you will. Uh, this yeah, you're gonna get like an equal coverage. It's not gonna be covered in a in a way that WWE looks like they're the champs. Right. This is this is super interesting because you're getting a lot of guys uh, who don't have a whole lot to lose. Like they're probably not gonna get another job with WWE, so they'll. They'll tell it to you as straight as, you know, they want to. But at the same time, you're always, with wrestlers, you're always like, is that real? Are you telling me what really happened? You never know if it's if it's a work or, or yep. what. Like, it's, it'll, it's, you'll never be able to tell. So Yeah. And I think that's part of the fun of that show. Well, part of the fun of our show is uh, we talk about wrestling but and, 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 you know, movies and stuff. We also talk about video games and, there's, and comic books. And boy, oh boy, is there a lot of news when it comes to comic books. We're going to cover that next. We're coming back with Nerd Radio. You're a talking turtle. And you're a human nerd. Now get it. We're back with more Nerd Radio. Run for your life. Hey, man, look at me rocking. Welcome back to Nerd Radio on the podcast page at WRIF.com in Boston. That's right, rock929rocks.com. You weren't ready for that, but I'm totally going to edit out that space so no one will... No, leave it. Go ahead and leave it. <laughs> I was asleep at the wheel. Uh, also, we're uh, on Checkpoint XP's Twitch stream. Typically, we uh, stream Wednesday afternoons, but today we are all uh, from home recording this episode, so we're not from home but i do encourage you to check out uh checkpoint xp they've got a bunch of great shows uh james where can people find that tv slash checkpoint xp yes twitch.tv and you know what we've actually got a backlog of videos that we've recorded in that studio on our youtube channel so that's youtube.com slash nerd radio 101 yes absolutely so uh, we appreciate you being here during these trying times where we're all uh we're all under the rule of the tiger king and um I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to interrupt and let people know if you, what they want to do. They can go to youtube.com slash nerdradio101. What they do is they can play this podcast along with one of the videos and just pretend like they're listening to it and watching it live. Right. You just mute the video and then it's almost like we're still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, we gotta go the like, and then they'll say those guys really did break all the shit uh. in that studio because this sounds terrible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it took them less than a year. They already destroyed it. It's all garbage. Uh, well, a lot of industries are, are definitely feeling the pressure uh, these days. And one of the industries that's near and dear to my heart are your local comic book store. And I was telling Al about this. Uh, yeah. We briefly talked over the weekend. But last Tuesday, 
Diamond public Diamond, who is the um, the distribution distributor. Yeah, the distributor that sends all your local comics from Marvel and DC to your comic book stores. Let comic book stores know that they will not be shipping books for the foreseeable future until this coronavirus thing blows over. So there are no. This is the first week that there are no new comic books because so coronavirus killed comics, man. That's what I want. It killed Playboy too. Yeah, I know Playboy went strictly digital, but comics are. uh, It's it's interesting to watch all the publishers try and figure out what do we do if we can't get comics to store. What do comic nerds need to do? You guys need to like start up like a task force, reach out to Diamond Publishing, and establish groups in different cities that are going to drive these comics from the distributor, and then like pass it along like the Pony Express, man. Yeah, it's. uh, I know that. Take matters in your own hands, nerds. Get, get those comics. Seize those comics. I know that uh, a lot of comic book stores, when this, uh, when when stuff started to get locked down, they were doing curbside service. You and you like you couldn't come in the store and shop, but you could call the store and they would run your credit card, and then uh, they you could you know they would run your comics out to you from the store to try and minimize sure the, the amount of people that were there. Which is funny because Al was on board with that before anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, Al's the only guy. The original I know Corona shut in. Yeah, he was the only one I know that had his comics delivered to him. Right. That work. He'd be like, I gotta go. I gotta go yeah. meet my my comic guy. My comic yeah. guys here. I gotta go. I gotta go take care of some business. I'm like, damn, uh, Al, is that yeah. coke? And, like and nine Shock delivers those couple of books that I have. Yeah, exactly. So Al was on top of this. Um, but thankfully, uh I know Image Comics, um, Marvel and uh DC all did not release comics digitally. This week, uh, which, and the, and no, that was going to be my question about the digital releases. Yeah, no comics were released physically as well. With DC, they did release some digital comics, but any of the new comics, other than the new Paul Dini Batman book that was supposed to come out this week, everything else has been delayed. Much like all the concerts, Diamond uh, sent something out to publishers over the weekend too, saying they don't plan on shipping comics until May. So basically, comic books are taking the season off for the uh, for the month of April. No free comic book day. Yeah, that's something that, uh, and we we found out on a local level that um, the Motor City Comic Con has been delayed. Like they're they're not that's not happening in May either. Oh, I man. saw that. I saw that uh, on Monday. That post. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, I told. I mean, I think it's crazier that comics aren't going to be distributed uh, for the month of April. Like, when's the last time something like that's gone down? I don't know. I not in my lifetime that I that I can recall where comics just were not you know published or in stores for a week. And it's scary for local comic stores because you know of of the way that the system is set up. Your local comic store gets their comics from Diamond and they sell them, and then a week or two later they get a bill for the comics that they were sent. And and the the publishers will um, you know knock some give them a discount on the price. So when you pay four dollars for a comic. Uh, they're not getting charged four dollars for Marvel for that particular comic, so that you know they can make some kind of profit. But local comic book stores are local businesses, and they're usually on a razor thin budget. So it's going to be really scary a month from now to see my, my local comic store might close up. Coronavirus is just uh, it's just destroying everything. Yeah, but it's it's another industry that we're we're also seeing that a lot of the publishers, the distributors, they're all trying to find new ways to continue to uh, maintain business um, and. I've given this guy a lot of shit oh. on the podcast, but Rob Leefield, uh, actually, I think it starts today on, on his Twitter, is auctioning off some original art 
so that he can uh, donate to local comic stores. All feet. Yeah, I, I doubt that. <laughs> That's the guy that can't draw a foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been holding out. He actually is. It. He's actually great at feet, and he's been holding out for this particular for this. <laughs> now he's just doing it's the most pictures. beautiful picture of a foot you've ever seen. You're right. Saying, oh, oh, I can't just do that in the comics. Pouches. Foot fetishes, rush to Rob Leefield's Twitter and check out all those beautiful feet he's rendering. Uh, <laughs> I know that all those uh, foot fetish fanatics go check it out. They're like, we're buttmen now. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> Rob Leefield does uh, craft a very lovingly crafted ass on his characters. Does he really? Wow. Oh, he does. Not great at feet, but I'll tell you what, everybody he draws from behind has definitely been doing their squats. He's passionate about. <laughs> He's very passionate about the bootay. Yes, I'm a butt man. Right. Uh, so while there's no new comics, it uh, allows all of us comic book nerds to either catch up on our polls. I'm looking at you, Al. Ah, yeah, well, oops. It's time to catch up on your books. We're all Burgess Meredith in that Twilight Zone episode now. It's not fair. It's not fair. I had the time. <laughs> Um, and one of the ways you can do that is the uh, Comicsology uh, app and and service that uh, you can you can check out comics digitally on is actually giving their uh, service away free for sixty days instead of the typical like one week. Oh, nice! That's that's kind cool. of. Nice. I had that for a little while. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good service. It's like uh, Marvel Unlimited, but it's uh, wider than just Marvel. Yeah, it's got Dark Horse Books and IDW and a lot of independent publishers on there. I have to say, I signed up for it a week or two ago and uh, have tried it out. I really prefer, out of the three, that DC Universe and Marvel Unlimited, I prefer the way Marvel Unlimited is put together. It seems much more intuitive. Hmm, okay. I've had, I've had a much harder time. I never really used, I, I didn't use Marvel Unlimited at all. You did, so. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that that free, free subscription I had for a year. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, but if I, out, of, out of the three, I mean, obviously I'm a Marvel guy anyway, so that's where a lot of the stuff I want to read is. But, you know, looking up like Transformers comics and other independent books to see what it's like. Sure. And I'm like, eh, I kind of prefer the way Marvel Unlimited works. Hmm. Be- is it just like how the, the, the comics are presented or is it the, the amount of content that they have? Like, what is it that you find so much more appealing? Well, each of the services, um, I am accessing them on my phone too, so that may have something to do with it. Each of the services, they'll present the page on your phone, and you can zoom in or you can double tap it, and then it will kind of uh, panel for panel. Like you'll you'll read a, you'll read a word balloon and see a bit of a picture, and then you'll tap it, and it'll move across the page to whatever the next panel is supposed to be. It's like recreates like you your eye movement of reading a comic as like an actual physical thing in your hands. Right, right. The the thing that I appreciate more about the Marvel Unlimited service over the the DC or Comics Allergy is searching out a book seems to be much easier on Marvel. Like you can click on the the little spyglass and then type in the book you want or a character or something like that. And the results will pop up kind of, uh, kind of better than they do. The DC one is very difficult. If you just want to browse through like the whole library on Marvel, um, they have it listed as different. Um, they, they'll have like, you know, X-Men and then X-Men unlimited and then all that stuff. And it'll just be the the title, you know, uh, in, in text. And you can scroll through that on the DC app. There's a little button like on Netflix where each movie have its, has its own little button and it takes up way more of the page. So you have to scroll for way longer to find what you're looking for. Gotcha. It's not as user friendly. Right. 
Yeah, and with comic Comicsology, I've I've you know typed in Transformers uh, for a search, and it'll populate kind of like Google. It'll populate like the five most popular things first, and then you have to scroll down to see everything in say alphabetical order. Yeah. That's true. You know, I remember uh, searching on that thing. You would search Transformers, and it would give you like different versions of it, like the individual issues, or right. here's the collections, like it's a trade or something like that, rather than just being like, here it is, like go through it one by one if you want. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, we it's, it's desperate times if you're a comic book reader, so you t- you take what you can get. Yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the modern day uh, equivalent of being a kid and only being able to watch scrambled porn. <laughs> little bit, little bit. I uh, I decided to go through my my comics and pull out uh, Brian Michael Bendis's run on Uncanny X Men and start reading through those. Cause oh, nice! I read those when they first came out, and then I never went back to read them. Um, and it's absolutely one of those books that when you were reading it month to month, it was real cool. Uh, but when you read them in big chunks, like a graphic novel, it doesn't read quite as well. It reads like you're only... Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's like you're only getting half the story. Uh, and I know that that's, just not, that's not just a Brian Michael Bendis thing because I've read his other stuff, like Ultimate Spider-Man, which was very obviously wrote, written for trade. And that stuff would you know flow very well from issue to issue. Whereas this one, every every seems like you pick up and something has happened from the end of the last issue to the beginning of this issue, and I don't know what it was. Well, that was a split between two different books, though, remember? It was, yeah. I know he was doing all new X-Men at the same time, and I'm wondering, I'll probably, when I'm done with this in a day or two, I'll probably go and pull out all my all-new X-Mens from my, uh, from my comic boxes. Yeah, because I seem to remember that being, I read those too uh, when they were new, and I seem to remember like you had to collect both books, and that might be why, because yeah. you are missing an entire issue in between issues. Right. It's funny because uh, last night I read the, um, the the crossover that we were super pumped about, the Battle of the Atom crossover. Even that, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Reading that all in one go is very strange. There are characters will get all beat up at the end of one issue, and then you'll flip to the next issue, and they'll be fine. Oh yeah, of course. And it's, like they're getting like body parts removed, like limbs chopped off and stuff. Or no, like you'll yeah. end an issue with like let's say Jean Grey has decimated the entire X Men team, and then yeah. we'll pick up the next issue, and the entire X Men team is is facing off with Jean Grey, like you know, like they weren't just beat the hell up in the last one. Oh, and it, and you're to assume it's like the next day. It's not like months have uh, gone by to where they might have healed up a little bit. Right, right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but uh, that's that's what I'm reading. And interested definitely on our social media, what you guys are uh, – what are you reading while comic books are, are not being published? Hit us up at uh, Nerd Radio 101 on Twitter or on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Al, you're not reading anything, I'm assuming. Uh, not comic-wise, but I am reading something, and this okay. will not come as a surprise to anybody. I'm reading the original novel version of MASH. My oh, God. for God's sakes. <laughs> I didn't even know such a thing existed in the world. It was originally a book written by Richard Hooker, who was a doctor in a mash. Uh, and then the movie was based on the book, and then the show was based on the movie. And I am currently reading Mash the Novel. So tell me, sounds intriguing. Better than the movie? It's interesting how different some of the characters are. Like, now I'm talking just to Chuck because James does not care about Mash <laughs> at all. But uh, it's so interesting instance, about this hot lips hula hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Frank I can't Burns, of a woman she is. Right. Frank Burns in the movie and the show is really a combination of two people that you meet in the book. Both of them only are there for a chapter and then they're gone. Wow. Yeah. But Hawkeye's way different in the book than he was even in the movie, but certainly the show. Like, he's got six brothers. He's married with two kids. He's a little more irreverent in, like, he's a little less of a redeeming character than uh, in the show. So he's not quite as saintly, we'll say. Okay. Do you prefer yeah. prefer the versions in the show over the book? I mean, the, the show is, dude, the show has been so a big part of my life that it's nothing will beat the show. Yeah, it's just hard to... to... It's it's cool to see the the characters in a different light, but it's definitely your your preferred version is the one that you've grown up with. Yeah, exactly. James sent me this article from Screen Rant that the uh, Thor: The Dark World, which is the Thor movie nobody remembers because it was bad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Had a hidden. Was it, it, it was was Loki the villain again too? No, the villain in that one was um, oh, it was the guy who originally played uh, Doctor Who. It wasn't David Tennant. It was Christopher Eccleston was uh, like one of the elves or something. I don't remember him being in a Thor movie. He was. See, that's what I'm telling you. Thor the Dark World, nobody remembers it. Nobody, everybody saw it and went, well, that sucked. And then it's. But that's when they found out. That's when you find out Loki is uh, like adopted. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that happens like. Spoiler alert. Avengers movie. But um, in it, the uh, physicist, uh, Eric Selvig, has a blackboard where he's trying to explain, like, the, the multiverse to somebody. And on the blackboard is a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, one of the things on there is The Fault. And the most recent issue of X-Men actually uh, in the Marvel Universe uh, showed The Fault. So people are like, oh, my God! And I, I don't believe it. It's, a, it's quite a stretch. <laughs> I, I think you're just grasping at anything you, you can find. Somebody was watching it and went, hey, that, that was in the X-Men. Because... The fault? Come on. Anybody could have come up with that. I don't think uh, Jonathan Hickman was, you know, watching Thor The Dark World and went, oh, I'm going to use that. Sure, yeah. But uh, Chuck, because I was like, hey, I think he's like, do you have anything else you want to talk about? And I'm like, you know what? I saw this really interesting headline that there's an X-Men Easter egg in the Thor movie, but I didn't understand a goddamn word in the article. And I had to send it to him so we could translate what the hell it was all about. Yeah. So thank you, Chuck. Yeah, so there, there you go. That's that's your crash course and what exactly is going on there. Uh, while we're talking about movies, too, I saw last night that uh, Sony has pulled most of their major movies uh, for the year that we're supposed to release. Uh, the Ghostbusters movie has been oh, moved, okay. has been moved to... Just shelved it until, like, further notice? Yeah, it's been moved to next March. Oh, wow. Oh, and, oh wow. Uh, so, okay, at least there's a date. Wow, a whole year. Jeez. Yeah, so is the Morbius, uh, the Living Vampire movie that Jared Leto was supposed to be doing. Oh, that's a bummer. That's the one I was actually really looking forward to. Yeah, the one movie that they didn't actually uh, move was, uh, it says an untitled Sony Marvel movie is supposed to come out in October. And everyone is guessing that that's probably the Venom sequel. Really? Yeah. I still haven't even watched the first one. I guess I should probably get on that now that we're mostly sitting at home. It's worth it, man. It was real fun. Yeah, I, thought I haven't it was heard really a good. single bad thing about it, but I just haven't watched it. But no, that'll be high up on the list. I did not expect to enjoy myself uh, as much as I did watching that movie. It, mm. was, it was really, really fun. Yeah, I thought it was inter- interesting how they have Tom Hardy and the uh, the symbiote interact with one another. Like it's uh it's interesting. I thought they did a good job with it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's you know it's no Deadpool, but as far as Marvel movies go that aren't quite Marvel movies, it's it's worth seeing. Absolutely, it's more, more worth seeing than Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things uh, a lot of people are doing right now while we're all stuck at home is video gaming, and there's plenty of news as far as video games is concerned. So uh, we'll cover that next on Nerd Radio. Stay tuned. Hey, this is David Howard Thornton. You might know me as Art the Clown from the movie Terrifier, and you're listening to Nerd Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Radio on the podcast page WRAF.com. It's part of the B-Pod Studios Network and all over your social media at Nerd Radio 101. My name is Chuck Bean. I am joined by my regular co-host this week, and boy, oh boy, is it good to hear you guys' voices. James and Al Beck, how the heck are you guys this afternoon? Good. I mean, here the funny thing is, all three of us are still working because we have these broadcasting jobs. But aside from me, me and James, well, we're, we're essential. Working. Yeah, we are essential. Yes. But James and I are working directly with each other. We haven't seen you, Chuck, in weeks. I know it was. Uh, it was the 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 email came down saying who is essential personnel and then telling us that we were not allowed to see each other anymore. And that was before there was a virus. So I think that they just. It's like when you, when your parents separate the kids because they're making too much trouble. I think they didn't want us in the same room anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is worried we're going to be the central cause of the coronavirus getting into the building. That's right. Which is three of us combined. Captain Planet, you know, instead of calling up somebody in Captain Planet, we summon up the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah Earth, Wind, and Fire over here. <laughs> well, I'm probably the windy one. But mostly, <laughs> mostly because of this. Yeah, I was going to say, hit us with some of that wind, James. <laughs> that, that was almost taking me out to the ball game. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'll never be able to repeat it again, Al. <laughs> I think it's on record because it's a moment in time we'll never get back. <laughs> We're discovering today that James does not have uh, a whole lot of musical uh, aptitude. <laughs> that's why i had to play i had to get my musical kicks playing guitar hero yeah for sure right I was like i can rock when i'm playing guitar hero uh so a couple of video game stories i wanted to cover first of all uh this year is mario's uh, 35th anniversary and uh nintendo has revealed through a couple of rumors that they are going to release some of mario's titles they're going to try and release as much of mario's library as possible on the nintendo switch this year and among them will be Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy are all on the list of games. Awesome. They're going to put now, on Are they just Switch. putting them on there just to play like in their original form? Are they remastering them? Are they doing anything different with them? Uh, that's the that's the part that they're very unclear about right now. One of the rumors I read was they're going to do something like the uh, when they had the Super Nintendo cartridge that was Super Mario All-Stars. Yeah. Put them all together, which I would be super pumped for. That would be awesome. And this is something that's going to be for sale, or like uh, yeah. how you access the the throwback games. Yeah, no, this is something that you would you would have to buy. I would imagine. I I would think what they'll end up doing is releasing each particular game for you know like forty bucks or sixty bucks or something like that, as opposed to making a big collection. Okay, but uh, you know, there's a bunch of Mario games in in the uh, library, like the uh, Paper Mario uh, or the Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. That hopefully we can we can get on the Nintendo Switch. That would be super cool. RPG. I haven't heard that titled name in a long time. Oh yeah, I I bought that Super Nintendo Classic because it had the Super Mario RPG on it, and that's the first time that that thing has been reprinted in forever. 
Wow, I didn't even know that that they had an RPG version of uh, Super Mario. Yeah, yeah isn't yeah. that kind of what inspired the Paper Mario version? Yep. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the first time that they decided to try an RPG. And what they did was Nintendo essentially licensed the Mario characters to SquareSoft because they'd done all those Final Fantasies on the Super Nintendo and done so well. Yeah, because it kind of reminded me uh, just watching the gameplay. I never really got into it much on my own, but it reminded me of like Secret of Mana, like Mario yep. meets Secret of Mana. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic game. I've, I That is probably the game I've played the most on my Super Nintendo Classic since I got it, because uh, that's pretty... I, I enjoy that. And while we're talking about the Nintendo Switch, uh, last week they uh, did one of their Nintendo Directs where they're, they'll tell you some of the stuff that's coming out. And uh, a couple of games that came out the day of the Nintendo Direct was the Panzer Dragoon game that I, remake that I've been looking forward to. It's one of my favorite games in the uh, Sega Saturn. And now you can get it uh, oh, okay. on the Switch. I haven't bought it yet because my birthday is this weekend, so I've been telling myself that's when I'll get it. Seeing as I can't have new music. And Chuck, I think Chuck's trying to drop a birthday hint, Al. No, I mean, <laughs> look, I can't have new mutants. That's been postponed. WrestleMania is going to be. Oh, man, oh. don't even talk about WrestleMania. <laughs> so, a bummer. Look, I'm going to buy myself this Pants Dragon game on the Switch. Oh, my God. God, this whole thing is Chuck's fault. This whole pandemic, because he talked on this show about how excited he was for his birthday weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. I God, Ch- Chuck, damn I'm it! Not, I'm not spreading it. Don't get mad at me. I am mad at somebody, and it might as well be you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that game came out, and another game that is uh, somewhat beloved on the Nintendo or on the on the PC it was uh, Star Wars Jedi Academy. You can oh, I never Nintendo. played that one. You can play that on the Nintendo Switch. It was uh, kind of a first-person shooter, but you had a lightsaber you could run around pull up with. And uh, there's a multiplayer component to this. I looked this up, uh, or I saw this last night on Kotaku. There's a multiplayer component to it, which you can play on the Nintendo Switch. Go Taco! And somehow... PC players that have this game have had it for years and years and years are figuring out how to connect with the servers for people that are playing on the Switch and just decimating them. Uh, that's funny. Because they have mouse and keyboard controls and the Switch controls aren't quite as tight. That's funny. I tell yeah. you, man, PC gamers have every advantage with that mouse and keyboard, I feel. I love a tight mouse. <laughs> Damn, Al. You would, Al. <laughs> It's a, it's almost like the reverse of when I'm watching James play Realm Royale and he's trying to figure out if that was a bot or not because of the the way that game cross plays with uh, all the other consoles. Hmm. Oh, like you can't tell if you're uh, taking on like a mindless computer or if you're just taking on a, a Switch player. Right, right. I have been uh, speaking of Switch. I have been playing the hell out of Animal Crossing since it came out a week or two ago because you know that's uh, that's that's my social media is all Animal Crossing and Tiger King. That's dude. Have you pooped yet? Have you pooped in the game yet? I haven't because I don't have a toilet yet. I've been waiting for two. Damn toilet, Chuck! What are you waiting for? I mean, I go to this. I go to Tom Nook's store every day to see what items he's got, and he hasn't had a toilet yet. What do you do? You just cramp in the like in the hole outside, and you cover no, it you up with some bells. You just don't poop. Oh my character god! Does not poop if Your you don't have a toilet. So backed up. You just. You just <laughs> <laughs> I'll it's tell like you what happens. You just like feeding your character cheese. I'll tell you what happens. You'll eat the fr- you eat fruit that you find uh, on the island. My island has apples. 
um, you'll eat the fruit and then you'll 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 log off like you'll save your game and your character will go to sleep and you wake up the next day and uh, the fruit is gone. So I'm assuming he's pooping the bed. Oh, dude, you're just sleeping on a pile of turds. I, I trust me, I've bought multiple beds because I don't like that idea at all. Crossing or animal droppings. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fun. Uh, it, I feel like good. sleeping on a pile of turds is a great episode title. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, that that might be where it ends up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it's a very relaxing game. It's so much like uh, James when you're playing Untitled Goose Game. It's something that uh, you can play for. You can catch. You can find yourself playing it for like hours. But I, I, I mindless. You know, I'm farming. Peaches and apples to trade yeah. for bells. Catching fish, catching bugs, trying to pay off your house. Paying a mortgage. Yeah, This is crazy to me. It's a game that revolves around paying your friggin' mortgage. Yep. I have enough of trying to pay the friggin' mortgage in real life. I don't want to simulate it in a video game. Well, maybe sad. Maybe someday when I grow up and I have a mortgage to pay instead of just rent. <laughs> well, see, I mean, it's, it's like paying rent, you know, it's still. At least, well, <laughs> at least the mortgage you have an end. With rent, it's... Yeah, it's forever. Yeah, it's an eternal thing. Gamers over in Europe and Australia getting the Final Fantasy VII remake early, according to a uh, tweet a couple of days ago from uh, Squaresoft. Yeah, Squaresoft tweeted out a couple of days ago um, that they wanted to uh, let players in Europe and Australia know that they were shipping, because of the way they're shipping the games, they will be getting their hands on Final Fantasy VII before anyone else. Uh, and asking players to not spoil anything in the game because there are a lot of things in the game that weren't in the original. Mm, okay. To make sure everybody can experience them for themselves. So uh, it's cool that they, uh, it's cool, A, that uh, much like the comics last week, I was talking in the last segment about how comics aren't shipping now. Uh, Diamond usually will ship comics on Tuesday to the stores and then they're not allowed to sell them Wednesday. Because they knew what everybody was dealing with, they told people, hey, the minute you get your comics, you can sell them. Yeah, just to get some butts oh, okay, in the door yeah. to make some cash, huh? Right, and it's it's cool that uh, Squaresoft was like, look, we're not going to put a street date on this game with everything that's going on in the world. The minute your store's got the thing, just put it on the shelf, just sell it, it's fine. You're a, a diehard Final Fantasy VII uh, person. That's cool if you can get your hands on it early. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Are they going to do something different with the digital release, though? I don't know. They haven't said that they're going to release the, the digital early at all. I think they're just going to stick to the the release date for that, which uh, there was a... Okay. What was it, last week on Checkpoint's site on WRAF.com that uh, GameStop obviously be being hit hard because they're not an essential business right now, but 300 GameStops across the, uh, across the U.S. are not opening back up when this is all over. Yeah, they're done. Oh, so. damn. Yeah. On one hand, like... Logistically, as a, as a person who enjoys video games, it's like, man, that really sucks. But also, there's the part of me that's like, yeah, that's what you get for giving me twelve cents for that game years ago. The <laughs> whole a grudge about that uh, system, huh? Okay. Right. I sold you guys eight games that are worth like four hundred or six hundred dollars now, and you gave me twenty bucks. So screw you, dick move. <laughs> A couple more things I got written down here. The uh, Pokemon Go, the uh, Pokemon game that you can play on your phone, uh, that be- are being encouraged not to leave their house. They're uh, changing things up so that you can actually uh, do Pokemon raids, which you would do when you were out places. There would be gyms that would have different monsters that you'd want to take them down. They let people do raids mm. from their home. 
you can just move your character around on the on the screen at your thing instead of having to go physically to someplace. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's, yeah, that's a that's a neat thing to uh, you know help out players and keeps things going. And actually, I'm I I just thought of this bringing up Pokemon. I put a post on WRAF.com a couple weeks ago called Gaming on the Cheap, a couple of cell phone games you can play. I've spent the last two weeks playing the Pokemon card game on my phone. There is an app you can get where you can play Pokemon cards on your phone the same way you can play the Magic the Gathering stuff on the computer or uh, Hearthstone or something like that. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. I mean, there's a ton of cards that like I don't even know about. And playing against other players has been terrible. I've not won a single game. Uh, but you can play computer players anytime you want, and there's pre-made decks, and then you earn points, and you can buy packs, and then make your own decks and stuff like that. And uh, if you if you've ever been remotely interested in Pokemon cards, I say it's worth a download. It's worth checking out. Hmm. Or like if you're new to the whole Pokemon world or playing the the card game, you uh you won't get uh, left in the dust. No, because you can like I said, you can play against computer players, which is kind of cool, and they give you decks uh, to start with. So you don't have okay. to look at your cards and figure out how to make a deck right off the bat. You can just play one of the theme decks. And you can buy theme decks, too, which is kind of cool. There is, It's weird to me. The, the one weird thing is that you can play against other players in different tiers. Like, you can play where you're uh, playing decks that you made. Or you can play just the theme decks. Which I would think would be perfect because then you don't have to worry with deck building or something like that. But I swear to God, every game I've played against another player with theme decks, their deck is ten times better than mine, and I do not uh. Like, we are essentially just playing with deck starter decks that we just bought and opened up, and theirs is just infinitely better than mine, and I can't figure it out. It's like the game decides right at the beginning who's going to win, and it seems very obvious from the moment you draw your opening hand whether it's you. Well, that's a fortune. Hmm. This doesn't sound like very much fun. No, but playing against the computer player has been a blast. When I can't sleep... Uh, the computer just lets you win. Yeah, when I can't sleep at night, I'll just pull it up Before and I'll you. play the computer a couple times. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Poor sad man's back. Okay, we'll give him a couple matches. Exactly. Another thing that I found is that uh, if you're familiar with the game Cards Against Humanity... Yes. Oh, yeah. You can now go on playingcards.io and play it along with playingcards.io has a bunch of stuff like goldfish and matchup. And, you know, I think that you can play poker and blackjack on there and stuff like, well, they've added cards against humanity. I hate that game. And I'll tell you why. It's because for some reason, whenever I play it, the game, the point of the game is to be the most disgusting, irreverent person you can be. And hanging out with degenerates, my play always gets the, oh. Uh-huh. You, you people suck. Why am I the one who's the? I am not the worst person here. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. So is the O because you played the thing that was actually the most disgusting, or is it because yours is the most? Yes. Al's <laughs> too gross for. I win and then I lose. <laughs> exactly. You got to know your audience, Al. You got to play to the audience. That's also part of the game. You can't yeah. just go full metal to the metal. You got to know who you're playing against. It's part of the strategy. So you know, the metal is how I live, baby. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Since when? <laughs> it's really affected Al. He's he's living life on the edge now. <laughs> he's living life on the I edge. I was gonna go get a tattoo. I've got the Corona craze. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've I've had the I've almost shaved my head a few times. I can't get. I'm going to. I think I can't get a haircut, oh and it's driving me crazy. And I'm like, 
if, if, it's a, if I get a bad haircut now, no one's going to know for like three weeks. So, Right. Well, if I get a bad haircut, James will know. That's true. Yeah, you guys still. Wear a hat, Al. I would never tell. I could never tell. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you could go get a perm and come into work dressing your room up, and I would have no clue. Unless you uh, smelled like true. that chemical. Like, man, Al kind of smells like that yeah, perm yeah. chemical. I want you know to- what, though? If I came in with a perm, even with a hat on, Lisa would sense it. It would be, oh, I yeah. would be outed. <laughs> Yeah, next thing you know, you got Dave calling you on the board. Hell, something went out with your hair? Something need to tell us, Al? Maybe yeah. any poor fashion choices, Al? Yeah. Nerd Radio listeners, I encourage you, go to our social media, find a picture of Al Beck, and Photoshop perms on him. Yeah, give oh, us some, please uh, do. some bleach blonde permed hair. You've got nothing yes. better to do. Please. Give us some pictures. <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. One more thing before I let, I let you guys go, because uh, James sent me this uh, story out of the Daily Star. And remember, it is April Fool's Day. Uh, a new law- as we record this, yes, it is as April we record Fool's this, Day. A new law came into action today in Japan, limiting young gamers to just one hour of playtime per day. This that's crazy. A law. That's like your mom and dad grounding you for like not taking out the trash. This kid, right. We're getting bad grades. The law What's state, the Prime Minister of Japan thinking? The law states children may only play well, up to 60 minutes per day on any given weekday and only 90 minutes on the weekend. Okay. That's wild, I, man. I, I will say it's probably uh, April Fool's Day BS for starters. But, however, if this would happen anywhere, it would be Japan because it's taking away from cello lessons after school or something. Like, there's always after-school activities. Like, it's mandated. Oh, man, that's just wild. That's the most un-American thing I think I've ever heard, this rule. And I, I, <laughs> I feel like if if it's real, like if they are instituting this, this is why you'll see those, like, um, those computer cafes with guys that are, like, just out of high school that just sit there and play World of Warcraft for 23 hours a day. Well, they wouldn't be able to, could they? Because the law says you can only play for an hour. They're going to put some of their businesses out of business. Yeah, but it says that the the, the kids are, uh, the children are only allowed to play for 60 minutes a day. So, like, the minute, it's like when you turn 21 and you go to the bar and just get sloshed. Like the oh, so it's like when you turn 18 you finally get to go see some titties in real life at the titty bar. Right. The minute they turn 18 or 21 or whatever like that, they are out the door and living at that computer cafe. Absolutely. You're absolutely right, man. That's what it would be like. Now, is this law, I, I didn't read the whole article, um, but is the law in place just because of the coronavirus stuff? More people are at home. They're just taking like a toll on the like internet use. Is that why? No, I, I don't see any, any, uh, any. Just for no reason? Yeah, it's, it's something, it sounds like it's something that they've been working on before all this happened. Because uh, I read a couple of days ago, the World Health Organization was actually saying video games uh, mentally are one of the best things you can do right now is playing a bunch of video games. Would be begging for deportation. <laughs> gonna see a, as soon as begging. the airports as soon as the airports open, we're gonna see a whole lot of children from China going anywhere else where they can play their Nintendo Switch more than an hour a day. They're going to go from Japan to China. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up this week's Nerd Radio. I thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in, and thank you, James, and thank you, Al, for uh, getting together online. It's great to talk to you again. Yeah, yeah no problem, you guys man. do. We made it. We did. Yeah. We'll, uh, yes. We'll see if we can't do this again next week and uh, get Nerd Radio back on a, a weekly schedule. But in the meantime, 
even if we can't, make sure you're following us and on social media at Nerd Radio 101. Also, make sure you're following James as part of Checkpoint XP's show. Tell James, tell them where they can find that. Uh, you can follow uh, the show uh, at Checkpoint XP on Twitter, uh, CheckpointXP.com to get all the other social links because some of them are a little bit different. I think Instagram might be Checkpoint underscore XP, but I'm still learning the ropes. But to get all your info at CheckpointXP.com. Absolutely. And, of course, you can follow myself uh, streaming old man playing old games, rock band, and Nintendo games and stuff like that on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash uh, chizuck, C-H-Z-U-C-K. And James has F Stuff Up Fridays, or if, straight. as DMX would say, Fuck Up Fridays. Where, what? Uh, what? And uh, where can people find that, James? Uh, my channel is twitch.tv slash who the F is JC. All right, everybody, make sure you're washing your hands. Make sure you're being kind to each other out there and being good to each other out there. And uh, make sure you're you're staying busy, playing some games, reading some comics, whatever, and support your local comic store. I'll say that again. James, Al, you got anything to add? Nope. Uh, one, well, I have one very important thing to say. Okay. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. I have spoken. And just so you guys know, since Al doesn't have the drop board, I have a little, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's the farts. (laughs) You guys get sick of farts? We can change to... Change to burps. Oh, my God. Beautiful. It's all we need, really. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that's a good reaction. I just every time you guys say something I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what'd you, what'd you say? You're trying to convince me of what? That Nightcrawler is not a rapist. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's not bad for a $10 toy from Meyer. Yeah, you got to do your own drops. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else want to do their job today? <laughs> there you go. We got them all. This is yeah. the only two we really use anyway. I know, yeah. Right. Or, Stop shaming me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did miss some of Al's audio, and I was just kayfabing it. I was just like, oh, yeah, that was real funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting paper. I really hope this is the end tag, this whole conversation right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 